Welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. Position two. Playoffs. Thanks for talking to the intro. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Playoffs. No one cares. Playoffs. <laughs> I'm trying to win a game. You're talking about the playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> oh, man. I, you know what's so crazy? I'm glad I'm old enough to remember that because I was Peyton Manning's first or second season. So I was like, what, 2000? 2001, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> you are who we thought they were. <laughs> we need R. to bring R. coaches P. to start saying stuff like this. You know, R. honestly, P. yeah, there there aren't too many interesting coaches in the NFL. Everybody plays just right down the middle. Like, I'm not going to offend anyone. I'm not going to say anything wild. Well, I'm not going to come out here. That's because Bill Belichick is everybody's, you know, hero. So <laughs> Got to be like him. They just want to. They want to be stoic like him. But that's no fun. That's why. But I, that's what. That's why I like Dan Campbell. I ain't gonna lie. That's why I like Dan Campbell. The dude just. But he doesn't really talk trash to the other team. He just talks about how crazy his team's gonna be. Yeah, he I talks about his squad. Yeah, that's that's really, what you need. You need coaches to beat themselves. I will say the Lions and Jacksonville winning on the last day was like nobody. Nobody was betting on that. I can tell you that. Because Jacksonville messed up my week eighteen. That's for damn sure. Well, we we well, I'm the only one I think of the three of us. I'm the only one that took Green Bay in that game. You guys took Detroit to cover, and you guys won, yes. won that week. But I took so, Indy when I damn well shouldn't have. We all took Indy. Everybody took Indy. Yeah, but they were given like fifteen. Which when I look back at no, it, no, they were given like ten and a half. Ten and a half. Yeah, oh, it, it was, wasn't. When it got to kick, it got bet up to fifteen. Yeah. By the time I made it to the book, and I went to the book on Saturday just because I was like, I'm not waking up early. But it is what it is. All right, eh? so how many of those players are still on the team behind you on that Jets picture? Um, well, Dad, you're going to point out my picture <laughs> that nobody's going to see? All those players are still there. What are you talking about? Every single one of them? They're also yeah. on the team? Nobody's this been from, cut? Uh, you know, this one is here. It's not the offseason yet, so. Oh, that's the true. season come, and, still, and a lot of these guys are technically rookies. on the team, but they're technically, technically, the season's over, so they're not. None of them are on the team anymore. They're all home. The, team, <laughs> the, the only one who's the not team home is disbanded. Is actually, the, the only one who's not home is actually Shaq Lawson. He got cut um, a week early, and now he's on oh, the Bills. Right. The Bills picked him up, right? Oh, seriously, they cut him week seventeen, so he go be, so he go be in the playoffs. Yeah, be in yeah. the playoffs, so and play. they save money at the same time. So he can play this week. Hmm. And, so, um, and Jack Lawson's Rams, a pass rusher, right? Yep. Okay. So go he ahead. can get stats. No, I'm saying the Rams signed Eric Weddle out of oh, retirement. Yeah. I, I saw that. Really? I was, like, I was like, really? I can't believe that. Out of retirement, 38 years old, 37 years old. It's like, oh, give mean, me another ring. Okay. I mean, I think that's how old Dion was when he came back and played for um, the Ravens. For the Baltimore, yeah. So. And then he had a couple of picks, which was kind of wild. Get them checks, man. Get them checks and try to get you a ring. Ain't nothing wrong with it. All his money's baseball. All his money's baseball money. Even he said that. He was hanging out with Marshawn. Um, Marshawn. Marshawn. Not Marshawn Lynch. Um, I'm trying to think of the running back from Command the Hall of Favor from St. Louis. Steven Jackson? No, Marshall no, no. Or, or Marshawn. Marshall Falk. Thank you. Marshall Falk. 
Steven Jackson is not going to make the Hall of Fame. Stop it. <laughs> Look, you, you said you said stop it. Said Hall of Fame. Marshall Falk has his has his uh, gold jacket. He is not going to make it. Ricky Waters has a better chance of making than him making. Ricky okay. Waters should be in. Yeah. Ricky Waters should be in. I don't I don't believe so. I don't even think Eagles fans or Niners fans want him in. Dang, that's <laughs> cold. And, yo, keep it a hundred. He won a title with the with the with the Niners, right? Ninety five with Steve Young or ninety four, and, that, yeah. and then after that, he was he was like, all right, who's going to pay me my money? Same with Dion. It is what it is. But let's get into the playoff matchups. Did you update the sheet, or do I even need the sheet? Yeah. Okay. No, cool, cool, cool. It should be easy. All right, y'all. So, Anthony, what was your favorite game last week? My favorite game last week was the Jets game. Okay. <laughs> what do you think it's going to be? Come on now. That's a bad question to ask somebody. Okay. And why, okay, so why was the Jets game your favorite game? Because it's my favorite team. What do you think? What is your favorite game? Uh, you know what my favorite game was? What's that? My, my favorite game was Pittsburgh actually getting up. Because you know why? Because you want to see them get their retirement party this year, this week? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I have an invitation to Big Ben's retirement party. Oh, you saw that taking place you saw in that Kansas mean, right? City. It you is. Saw that mean going around, I, right? I love it. Yeah, that's going to be the <laughs> thumbnail for this episode. <laughs> Man's 39 years old. Graduated college in 2003. I'm sorry, 2004. Yeah, but okay. Malik was right there in the garden was, when he got when he got um, drafted. That was 18 years ago. Yeah. Remember, I just said just to hear what I just said. Me okay. and Malik was at the garden when he mm-hmm. got drafted. You yeah. know how long ago that draft was at the Garden? That's when nobody yeah. cared about the draft. The last time the draft was at the Garden, I think the last year was what, like 06? And then after that, yeah. they started going to Radio City, which holds Radio like after that. five times as many people. And not the Garden, like where the Knicks play. No, no, no. The now theater. we're Billy Joel, the theater that has like, yeah, it was a theater. where the Source Awards was for all of our old hip hop heads who remember Diddy getting up on stage talking about they don't want everybody up in the video. All the producers getting in front of everybody. That's where that clip is from. Even though it was kind of a tight um, fit in there, it was actually a good experience. I actually liked that experience. Oh, I love I want to trade that in. That was pre-COVID, so it all feels better. No, no, because that was when the real NFL fans was there. Now, you know, all these extra people that just came out of nowhere. I'm sorry. Did you see any Jacksonville Jaguars fans there? We saw everybody yes. there. Every every team is represented at the draft. There's mm-hmm. no... Where you literally see the Ra- even the Raiders team. with the spikes coming out. The Raider fans with the spikes out there. Raiders fans are international. Every but single team. Every single team was there. I will say we went to the draft together, what, like four or five years at, at Radio City? Waiting outside yeah. for them tickets? Okay. The only two teams that I would rarely see is Jacksonville would have like maybe one or two people, if any. And I almost never saw San Diego Chargers fans at the time. No, I saw some San Diego Chargers. I don't, I don't, I don't remember seeing jerseys. I remember seeing Chargers fans. Philip Rivers jersey. And I remember seeing some of those. The Bengals fans were thin, real, real thin. That's for damn sure. Yeah, that's that's a team. That's a that's a team. But but every team is represented at least at least by one or two. There's a, there's 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 always a few fans like this. I'm surprised at how many fans of of really really bad teams will show up. <laughs> well, I mean, the draft. If if anything, the NFL has done the greatest job of selling the draft as. You no, know, we, but can, it's, we it's, can always do better next year. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it, but it, it's 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 kind of embarrassing. Like I, I legitimately did not wear lion my Lions jersey 
when I would go. I'd, I'd well, you wore that. You wore that old sixteen joint that one year. Oh yeah, well that was that was you know that was that was protest. And then they Nobody. got Matthew Stafford, right? Yeah, that was the year they got staff. The funny uh-huh. thing about it is that there was Lion fans there, so you had a, a, a Brevins uh-huh. there. You know, they came out of nowhere yeah. and stuff. It was probably yeah. when they they Detroit blue the part of the Detroit Lions jerseys and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I just I, I can't bring myself to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. And, but that was back in the early two thousands when certain teams were still kind of trash, like the Bengals. Oh, another thing I used to like mm. about those things, I don't know if they still do it now. In these newer um in the Cardinals. Um, these newer drafts is that you know they mm-hmm. had you had to you had to be there overnight or whatever just to get tickets to get in for free. So when they had that, they had people who was playing football at nighttime. You had celebrities showing up and stuff yeah. like that. That well, thing was they, awesome. Since they did it in Philadelphia, where they literally did it on the museum of the um that that the steps of that museum essentially mm-hmm. is all outdoors. So the capacity is like whatever they can get a permit for. So yeah. like twenty five thousand people can show up. So when they did it in Chicago in the middle of spring, it was actually outside. Like, um, I think in like, I want to say not Century Park, but that park where Obama did his acceptance speech. So it's like having it in the great lawn in Central Park or having it in the Boston Commons if they ever do it in Boston. Like you can have eight, you know, you can have 10, 20,000 people show up or is willing to stand in the field. And then I guess the select people who actually get tickets and seats. I still feel yeah. bad for you, believe that you didn't show up to the last one that I went to because that's when Barry Sanders popped up. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I still had that video and it was like everybody's chain Barry's name was like Barry while he's going through the whole crowd. All you gotta do is go to an Oklahoma State game. You might see him. <laughs> He'll show up. You think I'm joking? He was there. What else you gotta be? <laughs> you have to like, you know, like whatever. Just, no, just, like, like, come on now. You know, when's the last time people... he was at when's the last time he was at a Lions game? So you thought he's at the Lions game a lot, actually. Yeah, they get back on good terms. He works with the team. He oh, yeah. with the team. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, maybe he needs to work a little harder. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's so cold. Uh, if record serves me, serves me right, your team would be picking in the top 10 as well, if, if not for the fact that you traded it away. Hey. So we're, we're in the same boat, buddy. You know, the difference is that the Lions are working a lot. My team, we're my not team picking is first overall. We're neither are we, and my team oh, isn't sorry. actually. We're, we're we're not searching for a GM and a coach first. We have that taken wow. care of. You so, know, you know. And, Boom! <laughs> and we and we wait. You have your new. You have your GM and your coach, and we still have uh, more wins. Okay. Just saying. It all, but you know, where's the GM coach? At? And we also have more wins than you. So don't don't pipe down there, Jeff. Pipe down. But <laughs> but you still need a GM and coach, though. Yeah. Where are you gonna go with that? To cap off our season stats, I'm going to avoid that question. I'm going to dodge that. <laughs> Much like I did uh, winning Two most years of the in season. a row. Two Malik years in a row, brother. Edged me out last year. But this year is much more decisive victory by about five. I went eight and eight in week 18. In the inaugural week 18. Oh, wait, no. Eight and eight? You went, you seven and nine. Went seven and nine because of that damn Chargers game. Yeah, and well, I wouldn't spirit. And wouldn't spirit. No, no, you don't. I beat you spirit. And went five and eleven, and I went ten and six. I will say my lock of the, my best bets were uh, pretty solid all we all year long. Overall, for those, I think I ended up going. Hope you were following those. I went forty nine percent. Malik went fifty five percent. And went forty percent for the season. Malik was exactly fifty percent. I was forty eight percent. And was forty six percent. 
So yeah, I got a new eight ball. I got. I went to the store, you know, this weekend and mm -hmm. got me a new magical eight ball. So I'm going to be doing good. Oh, good. Well, I'm going to be flipping coins for the playoffs, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I enjoy this new Monday night game. So I think Arizona and the Rams are the Monday night game. So they're going to be on the Manning cast, right? Yeah, I hope so. So does that mean whoever's coach appears during that game, if Dan Campbell goes on there, Lions ain't going to win a game next year? Is that what, is that what this is? Like, the wow. Curse? <laughs> or no, or if the new Bears head coach gets announced on there, like we're just not gonna we're gonna go six and ten again or six and eleven. Well, they probably won't break. They probably won't break news on that show though. They don't typically mm -hmm. do that. They don't. I mean, they they'll talk about it once it's already been broken by Shafty or somebody. Mm -hmm. But they don't typically break news on that show. Yeah. So not really worried about that. But I won't, I won't even be seeing the lines on there because the, you know the lines is gonna be like with the Jets, you know, hosting the Senior Bowl. You know, they gotta prepare for that. So, you know, they, they don't have time for that right now. Well, I will say this. They have San Francisco-Dallas playing, which are two long-time playoff rivals. That's To me, that's probably the best playoff rivalry outside of Baltimore and New England. Um, there's basically three teams this year who I did not think would be in the playoffs. Las Vegas, Cincinnati, and Philadelphia. Wait, wait. Philadelphia. So you thought, you, you thought the, um, the Steelers was going to be in the playoffs? No, I thought Baltimore was going to be in the playoffs. I thought it was going to be Baltimore and Cleveland that were going to win that division, which would replace Cincinnati. I thought Pittsburgh might get in, but I thought Indianapolis instead of Las Vegas. I thought Baltimore instead of Cincinnati. And, I mean, you could have thrown a dart and told me anybody except for Philly. If you told me the Philadelphia Eagles were going to make the playoffs this year, I would have laughed at you at the beginning of the season. Shoot, I ain't thinking no, none of these um, NFC East um, teams would have made it in. I thought they were just void about completely. Somebody had to. Somebody's got to win the division. And I knew Dallas was going to be the best team. And I knew the Giants were probably going to be the worst because of their coach. Because he well, just doesn't. Was, well, the Giants was going to be out in the, in the beginning anyway. They, you know, the GM was was on a hot seat. The coaches basically. Well, the coaches was on a hot seat yet, but the GM was definitely on a hot seat this year. But the fact that Philadelphia's in there, but we're going to get into it. So, Anthony, who were any, uh, were any of the teams that made it surprising to you or no? Um, the only thing that made it surprising to me is, um, let me see here, was was basically Pittsburgh, basically, because they was falling down little by little. They basically sneaked in. They backed in. Basically, Vegas backed in, in my opinion. Let's see what happens. Oh, Arizona, too. You know, I used to, oh, oh, especially when they started losing, and I started calling on um, Kyle Murray, David the Gnome throughout the, um, you know, the, <laughs> the time. I thought, you know, I was, they were surprised they didn't make it in. But let's see what happens on this one. Let's see if they can actually survive after this week. Fair enough. And shout out to my New York Knicks for winning and covering the spread at home against old kneecaps. Um, I'm very proud yeah. of y'all. He, he, didn't, he didn't play, so still, he's, he's, he's in the still, COVID protocols. Still counts. Still yeah, counts. He was going to show up tonight's game, but he kind of got kind of sad after his team lost. So, you know, he decided to, you know, to mm -hmm. postpone it to next week. That pick that we got, which is turned into R.J. Barrett, dropped 32 on uh, Luka Doncic and his sorry defense. Youngest Nick ever with two back-to-back 30-point -back games. Just saying. Youngest Nick in the history of this game. It's a shooter franchise. Uh, oh, all right. So Las Vegas at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is favored by five and a half points at home. The over-under is 49. Malik, who do you got? Um, so it's interesting. I, this This week, there's no, there's no home dogs. All the home, all the home teams are expected to win. 
um, which is expected, you know, which is expected. Las Vegas is, I believe Las Vegas has won their last three games and they've done it in a way where like they've, they've just scratched and clawed out victories. They may not be better than the team that they're playing against. Like, I don't think they played a better game than the Chargers overall. I don't think they were better than the Chargers in that game. I just, they just would not stop fighting and would not stop clawing and doing whatever they possibly could to stay in that game and to keep it. Well, they had, cause they had to lead most of the game and then the Chargers came all the way back and, um, and then tied it and then it went to overtime. Um, so if this game was in Vegas, I would probably lean towards lean towards Vegas, just covering a five and a half point spread. But Cincinnati's rolling right now. They're hot. Um, and the thing that where the thing that scares me about Cincinnati, in all honesty, is just history. Their last, the last time they won a division, they won their division and hosted a playoff game was the year when Carson Palmer got his knee torn up by Pittsburgh. Wait, that really? was the last time. Yeah, that was that was the last time. They never hosted. Well, no, they with, they, with, they, with they, they might they might have hosted with Dalton. Oh, okay. they might have hosted with Dalton. They might they might have won. They might have won won a division game hosted with Dalton. But the one I remember most distinctly was the Carson Palmer knee knee game. And so I'm just afraid, you know, given Joe Burrow's situation, he's had a great year so far. Coming off the knee, um, they're looking they're looking great. They're looking fantastic. I expect them to win this game. I'm going to pick Cincinnati in the end. I'm going to take the over here. Um, I think I think this I think the score gets up pretty high. I think both teams get into the high 20s, low 30s. So I'm going to take Cincinnati to cover and give me the over. All right. And who you got? Well, I'm going in a different way. I'm still taking the over as well, but I'm going to go with Las Vegas in this one. Las Vegas reminds me of my um my fantasy team in your league A's. They, they, like, how about, no, yeah, they you know they finish. They basically you know. All the way back there, they don't really belong in the playoffs. But like gotcha. Malik say, they basically kick and scratch, and they keep on going. So they might be they might Cinderella team a little bit on this one. So I'm going to go with this with this and have Las Vegas and over win this in a surprising win. Okay, okay. Um, I'm probably going the more traditional route. Jamar Chase, the fact that he is a rookie and he broke the rookie record for catches. He, I believe, he tied it for yards. No, I thought Waddle broke it for catches. Waddle broke it for Waddle had more catches than Chase, and Chase broke mm-hmm. it for yards, right? And Chase broke it for yards, yeah. <laughs> and he has the better quarterback, and Waddle's not in the playoffs, even though his team went nine yeah. and eight. Because unfortunately, Pittsburgh won, and Miami was already eliminated. That's the team that I thought might actually make it because they won ten games last year, so I figured they'd go ten and seven this year. Um, Cincinnati, I don't believe actually has the better defense, but two things I know about Las Vegas: they can't play outside at all um every game they've played outside this season they have gotten beaten pretty badly and they can't play in bad weather and the one thing that cincinnati is known for is terrible outdoor weather they play in a grass field which is going to slow up hunter renfro it's going to slow up josh jacobs and waller if he's healthy at at best he might give it a go but i expect cincinnati to run all over them joe mixon is going to get a couple of scores here um, they're going to have trouble covering Chase, Boyd, and I forgot the third wide receiver. But they have they have the best Higgins. players on the field. Higgins, T. Higgins. They have the best players on both sides of the ball, with the exception probably of Max Crosby. But after that game last week, I can imagine he's exhausted because he looked tired just rushing passer every single play. It was kind of crazy. It was like watching a flag football game almost. 
the last seven minutes of that quarter because yeah, they were just really going was. back and forth, it. back and forth. It was wild. And yeah, so I got to take Cincinnati and I got to take the over. If Cincinnati wins, the way they beat down Baltimore, I expect them to beat down Las Vegas at home. Um, their team on a mission, they're going to win a playoff game. And they're going to get their fans excited after losing their first like 12 games two seasons ago or three years ago, I should say. Also, just, just to let you know, it's going to be um, 37 degrees. It's going to be cloudy and with a chance of snow in oh, Cincinnati on Saturday. Great. Okay. Even better. So with that, we have New England Patriots at the Buffalo Bills. And of all the matchups this week, this one seemed to be the least interesting to me because had New England won, and Buffalo had lost, New England would have hosted. If both of them won, Buffalo was going to host, which I think was the most likely scenario to happen anyway. And I believe it's going to be a balmy, what, 18 degrees in Buffalo for this game yet? That part, ain't that. Check yet. that part ain't checked yet, but I'll get to you on that one later on. I am spread on this one is four and a half, minus four and a half for Buffalo. Minus, yeah, Buffalo's giving four and a half points to New England. The over-under is 44. And if Buffalo, who's – I don't know if they're going to decide to run. If Brian Dayball uh, wants to be a head coach and wants to do it quicker, he will throw the ball as much as possible because trying to throw the ball in Buffalo during the playoffs is a bad strategy, which is why the New England Patriots were able to beat them before. I think this game is close, and I think New England is able to cover, but I have Buffalo winning by a field goal. So I'm going to take the under and Buffalo in a squeaker. And – who do you got? Yeah, I got Buffalo in the under as well. Just to let you know, it's going to be um, t- basically almost 10 degrees. Actually, no. that's, yeah, even colder. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but um, besides that, there's a little history I have to remember um, that, that's flashing back between these between AFC East in general. There was mm-hmm. New England did something similar to um, what happened a long time ago. They embarrassed a team, my team, basically back then. And my team came back out with Bart Scott and the rest of them. And they had that can't wait a game where they, where they basically beat the snot out of um, New England in the playoffs. And then they went off, of course, to, to lose the next week. But that game, they basically destroyed them because they had one of the best top defenses in the NFL at the time. And, you know, they was talking to all this trash about – they was talking about all these things about New England, this and that, whatever. I see the same repeat happening again. This time is going to be with the Bills, what they can't wait because they was embarrassed. I don't know what you were saying that this is actually the game of the week for me because this is going to be Buffalo's revenge game when they destroy the Bills and take them out. The, I mean, destroy the um the Patriots and take them out the playoffs because yeah. I know they're still embarrassed from that game where what's the name? What's the name? Didn't basically didn't have any passing yards and all they did just ran it up on them all day. The first meeting that they, the, the Patriots had in Foxborough. Versus the Bills. I know y'all remember that game. I do remember that game, yes. yes and that, that, that was game a, was in Buffalo. That game was actually oh, in Buffalo. Oh, sorry. That yeah. was in Buffalo. But yeah. that's still, it was embarrassing. You know, daggone well, they have to re- quite get the revenge and get revenge for their, for their fans. So they're going to have their version of the can't wait game. And I can see the Bills winning this. But I'm going to take the under in this one just because of the weather. Well, the two things that stand out to me statistically really is that where the Bills have the biggest advantage is their third down efficiency, where they're third in the league, although the Patriots are 10th. And the Buffalo Bills have the third highest points per game out of any team in the playoffs. Third at 28.4. Now, Buffalo, I mean, New England is not too far behind Buffalo at six, 
but the last couple of weeks they've been able to put up points but last week just in miami as i kind of called they're just not able to get it done against that team their defense is pretty good but i i'm leaning buffalo i mean yeah i'm leaning i'm leaning new england to cover but buffalo to win what are you gonna say i was gonna say um mac jones gonna have his rookie moment finally that smile's gonna get wiped off his face this song this week well they're not gonna give him a chance to make a mistake but go ahead malik make your pick well, you, you didn't ask me previously, but this was the team. New England was the team that I'm actually most surprised about being in the playoffs this year um, because of how many changes they were making to that team, to that roster from year over year, starting a rookie quarterback uh, in Mac Jones, even though Mac Jones was coming from Alabama and had some had some good experience in, you know, at the college level, just figured it was going to be difficult. And Buffalo was going to, and because of what Buffalo showed the previous year, the expectation was that Buffalo was going to take a step forward. Well, Buffalo didn't take a step forward. If anything, they're treading water, or they might have even taken a step back um, in terms of their overall place in the AFC, in the AFC atmosphere. That said, I think that they still should be able to beat, to beat New England and cover this four and a half point spread. Um, I, I too am a little bit less, I'm a little, a little less enthusiastic, not because I believe that this, this game is going to, is, is not going to be competitive, but because if I know these two teams, the way that I know them, they are, this is going to be a low scoring game. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a lot of, be a lot of, a lot of defense played in this game. A lot of, uh, you know, a lot of running, uh, and both teams putting, uh, putting the game in the hands of their of their respective backfields. The one reason why I'm picking Buffalo here and I'm picking Buffalo to cover is Josh Allen and his running ability. Um, if Josh Allen can score the ball, can score, can can run with the football, and score on the ground, he adds an element to to this offense that Mac Jones just doesn't add to the New England New England Patriots offense. So I feel like this is this is the opportunity for Josh Allen to do exactly that combination of him Devin Singletary and whomever they've got else coming out coming out of that backfield that should be more than enough for Buffalo to handle that handle New England at home and then figure out where they're going from there so I'm going to take Buffalo in the under on this one as well so and and, and I rocking together Ace you have New England Lone Wolf on New England um this uh, this is the this season is the most carries Josh Allen has had in the season which is 122 and the most yards he's had although it's the lowest number of rushing touchdowns he's had in his entire career which is six. Last year he had eight. Uh, 2019 he had nine. But his passing yards are also down this year a little bit, and his or his yards per attempt. So 6.8 as opposed to eight, almost eight last season. So he has regressed a little bit. But I think that has more to do with the weather that he has to play in. And um, Buffalo should be a running team considering the weather they got to play in. Next up, we got the Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to go first on this one. Um, this is the biggest, well, this is the second biggest spread this week, actually. Tampa is favored by eight and a half at home. Defending champions weren't able to secure the first overall seed. Green Bay took that. And the over-under is 45 and a half. The last time these teams played, Philadelphia covered. They lost the game. Because it's eight and a half, I'm taking Philadelphia again. They're going to make this game ugly. Um, Dallas Goder, their tight end is pretty good. Uh, Tampa had a pretty ugly game last week. And when they played previously, they had Leonard Fournette. Philadelphia didn't, they rested a lot of their starters. And seeing their running back play let me know that they actually have three quality running backs. So Philadelphia can make this game sloppy enough, even though this is in Tampa. Weather is not going to be a factor. 
but they are going to be able to stay with them and slow that team down because they have less weapons to go to. Scotty Miller's either going to have to step up or whoever those other receivers are, but he's entirely disappeared from their offense. Losing A.B. has hurt them, but he was already out for a couple of weeks anyway. So I'm leaning towards Philly to cover on the road here. And who do you got? And I'm taking the under as well at under 45. Um, I'm not going to bet against the GOAT here, so I'm just going to go the other way and take Tampa and the under in this one. Yesterday, Antonio Brown was basically getting force-fed. So was um, Gronk last week or whatever. He got his billy. On, on, you know, it was very basically blasted all over social media, unlike um, Antonio Brown. But um, the, 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 the Tampa Bay actually, actually has players that can actually fill in for that role as far as the Antonio Brown role, as far as the little slide, whatever. They might not get the same amount of catches. You know, but they can still actually do it. Um, I was trying to find that player that actually came in after Antonio Brown decided to do a skip to my Lou when he was in New Jersey, I mean, you know, when he was playing against the Jets. But I can't find him right now, but they can actually fill him in to take that spot. But I'm going to take Tampa Bay, take Tampa Bay in the under, whatever. They're just going to try to get this game out the way and move on to the next match. Gerald Grayson is who you're thinking of. I don't know if that was the guy or not. Former LSU player. Yeah, that was the guy that caught the touchdown last week. Uh, sorry, against the Jets two weeks ago. Came in that Jets game, has six catches for 81 yards and a touchdown. All of which would have gotten A.B. his million-dollar bonus. Yeah, so you, you are correct. That is the guy. Yeah. So since week 12, um, the Tampa Bay Bucks, who had one of the best – I would actually not even – I would go back to since week seven um, – Seven or eight, yeah, six or seven. Um, the Tampa Bay Bucks, who had one of the best run defenses in the NFL for a good stretch of the season, they started giving up rushing yards and in, in, in uh, you know team rushing yards uh, on defense in bunches. Um, and it started with the Eagles. The Eagles was were the, were the first team this season to rush for over 100 yards as a team against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they were rolling, um, and they were able to uh, cover the spread against the Eagles. Um, so the Eagles were able to cover the spread in that game uh, at home. Uh, I don't see this trending any differently. Um, Jalen Hurts is going to do, he's going to play his game. He's going to, they're going to run the football. They're going to play um, to keep the game close, keep the game within striking distance and not put Jalen Hurts in situations where he has to throw the ball down the field. Tampa Bay's deep, Tampa Bay's run defense is, is banged up. Um, and they've been giving, like I said, they've been giving up rushing yards over hundred rushing yards per game um, so far, you know, at, at this, at this late juncture in the season against teams that don't have the same rushing attack that the Philadelphia Eagles do. So because of that, I'm going to take the Eagles to cover the eight and a half and I'll take the, uh, I'll take the over here because I do think that um, both of these teams can get some points up. I'm seeing something like the, the, the end of the last, the last game, the score was 28, 22. So I can see something very similar to that where it's, it's a, it's a, you know, one or, or just, just over a two score game um, where Tampa, Tampa wins it. Some, something along the lines of like 31, 24. So I'm going with Philly and the over. I'm so, yeah. Philly and the over. So by myself, two things why I'm um, leaning towards Philadelphia. Leonard Fournette is still their leading rusher and Chris Godwin is still their leading receiver. Even though Mike Evans and Gronkowski are going to play. And the leading rusher and leading passer for the Philadelphia Eagles is Jalen Hurts, and he did not play a down last week. And Devonta Smith is their leading receiver, and he's the rookie. So, if anything, he should be fresh. 
And the pass defense, actually, for the Buccaneers is really what's been carrying them this entire season, which is why they've lost to New Orleans twice, which kind of shocked me. But that's also, that's also why I'm leaning Philadelphia, because they lead the league in rushing yards, as we pointed out. And, oh, I forgot to mention, Cincinnati is my first lock of the week. We're only doing three best bets this week, so Cincinnati's my first best bet. Uh, lock that in. Those Saturday games are going to be exciting. And next up, we got San Francisco 49ers at the Dallas Cowboys. This rivalry in the playoffs was going all the way back to 1981, which I do not even remember, to the catch with Dwight Clark, RIP. And I'm hoping they have Joe Montana on the uh, Manning cast, talk about the Arizona and the Rams game, because that should be interesting. Get a little recap on that. But this is going to be the game that I'm really going to be watching, because this is like an old school, old school rivalry going way, way back. Um, I'm leaning towards Dallas based on how they played last week against Philadelphia, based on how they played the majority of the season. Um, I do not have much faith in Jimmy Garoppolo. The fact that they were able to get that win last week against the Rams was more the fact that the Rams did not need to win to win the division because they already knew that the Cardinals had lost and they will be hosting this. I don't know, this hasn't, San Francisco did win, but still, just to get into the playoffs, they had to win. They barely got in. Yeah. Dallas put the beat them down on Philadelphia, as they should. They are coming out of a weaker division, but the fact that San Francisco lost to Seattle earlier in the year really does not bode well for me, and this team is very up and down. I don't have much faith in San Francisco's pass defense, so I expect Dak Prescott to be able to pick them apart. The Cowboys fans, this, I don't know if it's year or year or not, but you will be at least in the divisional round. So enjoy going to Tampa because that will be the next game. I'm going to take Dallas and the over. Over under is 15 and a half, and the spread here is three. Go ahead, Malik. I think this is interesting because, you know, if you just watch the, these two teams play over the course of the season or you just look at their records, you would assume that Dallas is the superior team. And this, but this spread indicates that they are even and that Dallas is just getting the three, you know, the three home points. Uh, and I think that that honestly is, is just due to playing style. San Francisco plays uh, a ball control, run heavy, run heavy offense. It's similar to Philadelphia. They don't put Jimmy Garoppolo in positions to make bad throws, make bad plays. Now he still, he still finds a way to make a couple of bad plays every once in a while, but um, they, they try to put him in, in opportunities and positions where he can, you know, distribute the ball in safe situations and get the, get it out to his playmakers. Debo Samuel is a beast. He's all over the, he's all over the place. Um, Brandon Ayuk is a, is a, is an interesting, interesting talent. And they literally have three running backs that they can hand that ball off to at any given time to make, to make things difficult for Dallas. I think that Dallas is just a really interesting um, study because you just don't know what they're, what you're going to get from them week in, week out. The expectation is that if Dallas can force San Francisco to have to throw the ball in order to come back against them, that's where Dallas is able to make some hay. That's where Michael Parsons and that defensive line is able to get up, is able to make some things happen and get after Jimmy Garoppolo and make some plays from that perspective. So I think this is really on Dak and the offense of Dallas to play up to their ability and get and get an early lead and force San Francisco out of their, out of their comfort zone. I'm going to pick Dallas because I believe that that'll happen. I think to your point, Ace, you know, Dallas is at us. Dallas is in a good position to, you know, win this game. And, you know, this is the type of game that they need to win in order to, in order for this season to be deemed a success. 
they have to win this game and they, I believe they have to get to the NFC championship in order to deem this, this season really a success, but at the very least they have to win this game. So win this game outright, be the team you're supposed to beat. You're better than them on paper. You're better than them in reality, force them to play your style in your house. And uh, yeah, I'll take Dallas and I'll take the over as well. All right. And um, what you got? Before I go any further, I just want to say the um, Buffalo Bills is my first lock of the week. Um, as far as for piggybacking off of what Malik was saying with Dallas, I'm just going to go with the opposite on that one. The um, the reason why is this, uh, this is just too of a good uh, opportunity. Dallas has been ha- having all these good vibes or whatever. For some reason, I think this is going to choke out, choke, choke on this at the end and be embarrassed in, Jer- in Jerry's world. So I'm going to take 49ers in the over in this one. I think quite, not only are you going to have Jimmy Garoppolo, but you're going to see a couple of mixes of Trey Lance and whatever like that. Um, Kyle Shanahan is going to ha- going to get very creative in this game. So I think 49ers can pull it out this week and beat Dallas in their home and quite, and take take the win and go on to the next go to go to the next game in Tampa where they're going to lose. So I'm going to take 49ers in the over in this one. Two things I want to mention to everybody who's thinking about taking San Francisco: their left tackle missed practice today. Micah Parsons got an extra bye week, as he calls it, because he was out with COVID. And Trayvon Diggs is also back in practice and healthy. Um, they're starting running back, Elijah, I forgot his last name, Mitchell, Mitchell. I think it is. Mitchell. He did He did not practice today. I don't know if he'll practice tomorrow. Um, and their two starting safeties also did not practice for San Francisco. So, And with that, I'll still take 49ers in the over. I'm, I'm not trying to talk you out of it. I know, I know, you're, I know you're solid. I know you're solid. You, you believe in what you believe. Next up, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers at Ben Ben, ben Roethlisberger's retirement party at Kansas City on Sunday at 4.30. This is the biggest spread of the week. It shows how little faith the betting public has in Kansas City and Vegas. Uh, Kansas City is favored by 12 and a half points. Oh, 13 points. It literally went up just while went I was talking. Up. Just went up to 13. Yep. I just saw the lot again. Um, the over-under in this game is 46 and a half. That's hilarious. And we take this late on Wednesday, too, just so y'all know. So, like, this is after all the practices and, like, the first injury reports get released. So, Tuesday and Wednesday practices and Thursday practices is pretty much it. And if a guy is limited on Friday, with the games happening on Saturday and Sunday, it kind of is what it is. Kansas City is fully healthy. Um, they were able to steal another victory last week trying to get that number one seed. They were not able to do that. Um, Tennessee came back and won that game miraculously, I might add. Um, Pittsburgh was able to steal the win over a pretty banged up Ravens team, which does not really tell me much. All it tells me is they're good enough to lose in the first round of the playoffs. And for the Steelers fan who want to see Big Ben play one more game, a couple more three and outs, he needs to go seven yards. Enjoy that. Uh, Najee Harris should be good enough, but I don't know if I can count on him to cover. He is a rookie. And Kansas City is going to be just peeling their ears back and going at him. And you know, they got the honey badger. So with that being said, I'm taking Kansas City and I'm going to take the over because for them to cover, they're going to have to score somewhere in the range of 35 to 44 points, which would mean five to six touchdowns. Tyreek Hill is healthy. Kelsey is healthy. Pat Freyermuth is a good uh, X factor for Kansas City for Pittsburgh to be able to cover, but I'm not seeing it. So give me Kansas City and the over. I'm a lay those points. It's my shakiest pick of the week. And this is going to be – actually, Dallas is my second lock of the week. Go ahead, Ann. Well, this is going to be my second lock of the week. I'm going to go with Kansas City on this one. 
give me the over. Well, big surprise here. You know, it's no matter what, um, Pittsburgh is going to try their best to make, not make this Big Ben's last, um, you know, last hurrah, last, you know, retirement party. But, you know, it's going down to Saturday. The balloons are coming out. The champagnes are popping. It's going to be like, you know, 2022, um, quite happy new year, 4th of July, everything all in one. Quite Ben is gone. Well, this is a night game, too, in Kansas City. So, yeah, you're going to see the fireworks at the end. So give me Kansas City and give me the over. Ben, this is the last time we're going to see ben, um, Big Ben here. Next next year you're going to see, oh, you know, he's going to be in a Peyton e, in Eli Manning show. It's going to be Peyton, Eli, and Ben show. Low of 13 oh, degrees. <laughs> wow. All right, Malik, go ahead. Yeah, not much to say here. KC as well. We're all sweeping this one in, and, and, and I'm locking this one as my second lock of the week. Look, KC, um, I think they had their waking, their, their awakening in that game against uh, Cincinnati right before uh, the game that they lost against Cincinnati right before, because they were on a tear. I mean, they had won, I believe what, seven straight up until that game. Um, And then they lost that game against, against Cincinnati and they just, and they had just beaten Pittsburgh as well. Um, Mm -hmm. They had just beaten Pittsburgh at home 36 to 10. 10. They just beat them by 26 at home. So this is just, uh, you know, and that was, that was a tune up. I think that this is, um, to me, this is Casey's tune up, you know, on their way to the Super Bowl. And, um, <clears throat> you know, in all honesty, the thing I'm the thing I'm most um, you know, just just most hoping for is nobody in Casey gets injured. You know, uh, nobody gets hurt. They get out of this game pretty, pretty easily. Uh, and they're able to give, give Ben a nice send off uh, in, in the Kansas City, in the Kansas City region. It's good. It's a great fan, fan great fan base, great stadium, great people. So they will cheer. They will cheer Ben on. You know the Steeler fans will be out there cheering, cheering because they travel. Um, so you know the Steeler, Steeler Nation will be out there. You know cheering, cheering on the team or whatever. Um, it's going to be a good, good, good moment for Ben to to walk off. But he's going to walk off a loser. He is not going to win this game. Uh, and I expect Casey to win by at least two scores, if not more. Uh, again, you're right, Ace. The the, the last game. Uh, Pittsburgh, the 36-10 combined score of 46. So thinking about it in the same vein, if the score doesn't get over, you know, we were looking at 46 and a half, which is exactly, that's exactly the number. So I'm going to take the over just because I feel like, you know, I feel like Casey will give me 38 and maybe we get 13 for Pittsburgh. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm going with the score would be about 38-13 is, is what I'm looking at. So give me Casey and the over and I'm locking this in as my best bet number two. Big Ben is not the bus. He's not Jerome Bettis. He's going to go out of the loser. Oh, sorry, sorry to say. Kansas City only lost five games this entire season. The only team that they lost to that did not make the playoffs was Baltimore, and that was with Lamar Jackson the second week of the season at Baltimore by a point. Oh, and the Chargers, who they lost to at home when Justin Herbert, everybody was like, oh, this is his year. After that, they lost to Buffalo. They lost to Tennessee at Tennessee. And they lost to Cincinnati at Cincinnati by three. So the fact that they're the number two seed bodes well for them. Um, maybe I should lock this in, but I don't know. That 13 points kind of scares me. That's a very odd the fact that it's literally going up on a Wednesday. So get them in early if you want to get KC and you want to get a low number. Lock and it last, in. Last but not least, we have the Arizona Cardinals at the LA Rams. The Rams are at home, and the fact that this team is built to throw and they're going to have Cam Makers coming back, bodes well. They rested a lot of their – they didn't rest too many of their defensive players last week because they were actually trying to win. But um, I think they have the best secondary in the NFC. 
and even more than the Cowboys, um, even more than Arizona. And that is why I believe that this team is actually going to get to the Super Bowl. This is my Super Bowl pick to make it. I do not know if they will win, but I expect them to be there. Um, L.A. is favored by four and a half at home. The over-under in this game is 49. I'm going to take the Rams as my third best bet, and I'm going to take the under. I think they are going to shut down Kyler Murray. They're going to keep him in the box, and hopefully um, they're hoping Hopkins can come back and play. They are not even sure about that. As far as today, he has not yet to practice. Um, the Cardinal Red. The Rams are kind of locked in, and the Cardinals are a little bit all over the place. Both of their running backs are kind of banged up. They have Akers. They have Sonny Michelle, and they also have Henderson Jr. So the Rams can run with three different guys. It really doesn't matter. Whoever is the hot hand is going to get the ball. They just need Odell to step up and lock it in for the Rams. This is it for me. And who you got? Well, um, Two things I look at, will David the Gnome show back up or are we going to have Kyler Murray? And the other side, are we going to still see MVP Stafford that we had in the beginning of the year or Stafford that had been falling off? I'm going to go with Stafford, you know, from the beginning of the year. He's going to come back, especially with Odell. They're going to light it up. I'm going to take the Rams in here. I'm taking the Rams in the over. Um, what's the name? Kyler Murray's going to turn back to David the Gnome for me. So that's what's going to happen. I'm going to take it with the Rams and make this my third lock of the week. Who you got? Yeah, this is a tough one, honestly, because you know I've seen I've, this. This story has been played out before. As a, as a long-term Lions fan, I'm happy to see Matt Stafford back in the playoffs. Um, this is the first time he's ever had he's ever been in the playoffs and been favored. This is the first time he's, he's had ever a home been in the playoffs and had a home game. This is the first time he's ever won a division. So, like, these are all firsts for him. I truly, truly, truly hope that Sean McVay and the offensive coordination coordinators in the, on the Rams team do what they're supposed to do, get the ball, get him in, in smart situations, run the football with Cam Akers, run the football with Henderson, run the football with Sony Michelle, you know, wear down that, that Cardinals defense and then allow Stafford to throw the ball into open windows. The thing that worries me the most is Matt Stafford doing, trying to do what he does best which is gunsling the ball all over the field because he feels like he has no choice because they can't run the football and he starts throwing the ball into bad situations and bad spots, which gets him into, into, you know, gets him to throw those interceptions, those pick sixes and all that stuff starts to happen. He needs to settle down early. If Matt Stafford can settle down early and he can make a couple of, couple of nice throws and, you know, the Rams have a balanced offensive attack, they can win this game pretty easily because I don't think Arizona is a little banged up. And I don't think Arizona has the firepower is, is, is anywhere near the team that they were at the very beginning of the season when they won their first seven games in a row. Um, I'm going to take the Rams to cover. Um, I think the SoFi stadium feel is going to, is going to be going to be big for them. I'm really rooting for Matt Stafford to do well, but I think that he needs to be helped, not just by his defense, not just by his, but by his coaching staff. Stop putting him there. Don't make him, don't, don't, don't get him too, too riled up. I think he's going to come out there He's going to try to do a whole bunch of stuff. If he tries to do too much, they will lose this game. I'm going to take the Rams, and I'm going to jump out on faith here. I take the Rams in the over, and I'm going to lock this one in. And I will say this. The Rams are third in sacks in the league with 50 on the season, even though there's 18 games this year. That is a lot. And they are third in interceptions with 19, 
which proves to me overall they have the better defense. Now, they split these games. They won on each other's home field this season. So I'm expecting the Rams to win this one at home just based on the defense and the fact that Christian Kirk is Arizona's leading receiver. And James Conner is Arizona's leading rusher. He has 15 touchdowns, yes. But the majority of those were in the first 10 games of the season. Um, you guys, either of y'all have anything to add? No, I think this is a. I think this is going to be an interesting weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've got a Monday night game. We've got a couple of Saturday games. We've got Sunday games. Like it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm down here in Georgia. It's supposed to snow down here this weekend, so that's perfect. I ain't going anywhere. I'm just going to watch football. I'm going to enjoy the hell out of that and have a have a bunch of fun doing that. I may go out and get some get some get some sandwiches and get some snacks and just chill and watch football all weekend. And it's a three-day weekend, so it's a long weekend as well because Martin Luther King right. weekend. So this, weekend. Is be, this is going to be awesome to me. I cannot wait. Football, playoff football is back in a big way. It's going to be a lot of fun, so I'm looking forward to it. So for all the Georgia fans who have called out all week, just get drunk and hammered, they'll still have an extra day to recover and then go back to work. Exactly. Exactly. still call out because, you know, you get those extra days. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, this is the beginning of the year, so everybody, you know, everybody who at work get those extra days added in, those sick days and everything. They start oh, yeah. all over again, so you know, this is perfect time exactly. to get hammered. You know, and use them all now because it's kind of hard to use it around Christmas time anyway. I can't believe it's gonna snow down there, but this weather's getting wild. Yeah, the city has to shut down for that, right? They don't even got salt yeah. down there, so it ain't no games. Nope. Um, nope. I don't even know how much it's gonna be, but it's gonna what if it's if it's more than the dusting? Yeah, the city's gonna shut down. Oh. That's what I was going to do. I was going to go over who do you guys think is going to make it to the um, – who's going to make it to the Super Bowl to win the conference championship. I'm going to give you the odds real quick. Green Bay Packers are plus 150. Tampa Bay Bucks are plus 300 right now. The Rams are plus 425. The Dallas Cowboys are plus 600. The Cardinals are plus 900. And the San Francisco 49ers are plus 1,800. That's for the NFC. So who, who's your pick to make it out? I'm picking the Rams at plus 425. I'm picking Green Bay and mm. I'm picking Green Bay, not just because of the one C, but because honestly, if the Ram, if the Rams beat Tampa, mm-hmm. um, they don't have to play Tampa. Well, the Rams will have to play Green Bay next week if they win. Right, right. Well, yeah. So if the Rams beat Arizona, I'm sorry, I mean, Philadelphia I'm wins. Beat, yeah, that's not happening. If the Rams beat, <laughs> the Rams beat Arizona, um, Going to Green Bay, I, I that's 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 Matt Stafford's kryptonite. Green Bay late in the season, going into Lambeau, playing up against Aaron Rodgers. That's the game they're gonna lose. Um, okay, and and, and 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 that's and look, and it's fine. Like to me, that's fine. Like Matt Stafford's just not gonna, he's not beating Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau Field. That's the reason why I have, um, and and, and Tampa, Tampa Bay to me is just too banged up. Um, they're they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose. They, they're just they're too not even too old. They're just too hurt. You know, they're mm. just too injured. You know, um, for me to look at them and say like they're 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 gonna be able to like get this stretch run. Like that was the one thing about them going into last season's playoffs is they got healthy. All got healthy at the end of Whoa. that season. They had and a they were, Yeah. Well, they they like they signed a bunch of people. Like AB came late in the season. Yeah. You know, Gronk had Gronk was dealing with injuries early in the season. He got completely healthy by the end of the year. Godwin came back from injury. Like so, they were a completely healthy team going into that playoff run. That is not the case this time around. I think it's going to be a lot more difficult for them to win this one. Um, so I'm picking Green Bay to make it to the Super Bowl. 
if we're basing it on health, that's probably split between either the Rams or Dallas. And I'm leaning towards the Rams because the Dallas have to play too many away games to get to, to get to the Super Bowl. But that's just yeah. my thinking. And who do you got? Yeah, I'm with Malik in this one. I'm going with Kobe Toe in this one. I think they're going to actually pull it out and get get into the end. Quite just like how Malik says, you, you know, with Tampa Bay, they basically injured. I can't see them surviving every single round of the, these playoffs going through this. And also the same thing goes for Dallas. I, I can't see Dallas going to pass the second round, even if they do win this week. I can't see the Rams actually going that far as well because, you know, they're going sooner or later cave in. I was hoping they, the Rams was actually my original favorite to actually go all the way, you know, and win, and, you know, to the Super Bowl on this one, but they fell off at the end. So I'm just, I was definitely switching over to Kobe. So he's, he basically has Green Bay in his palm of his hands. And what's another way to keep him there by winning the Super Bowl or getting to the Super Bowl, you know, and bringing, maybe even bringing it back next year after he pulls him through all his BS in the offseason. Well, it's their last dance, right? So you're betting on them having a good throwing season. In the middle well, of January, in Green well, not Bay, even, Wisconsin. Not, not even, well, you're talking about uh, the Rams? Yeah, I'm talking yeah, about the, I'm yeah. talking, Rogers has to throw the ball too, you know? Well, no, but I think Rogers' best, Rogers best weapon this, this year, this year that he didn't, that he doesn't, has, hasn't always had. He's, he has A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, both healthy. He's got a running game that he can lean on pretty, pretty, pretty heavily. Um, and he doesn't, the, 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 thing, the, the thing that's most, doesn't, to me, the thing that's most consistent about Rogers um, despite all the things that I may, I may have said about this guy over the years, he doesn't make mistakes. He's not, I don't care what, whether you're in, whether you put him in, he does not give up the football. If you are playing, if Matt Stafford, who gives up the football, is playing against a team that doesn't give up the football, that's going to be a problem. Um, so, yeah, I, I just, this Green Bay just, it just makes too much sense to me at this point. Let's go to the AFC where we have the Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs both at plus 200 to make it to the Super Bowl. We have the Buffalo Bills at plus 350. We have the New England Patriots at plus 500. The Cincinnati Bengals at plus 650. And last and definitely, oh no, we have the Las Vegas Raiders at plus 1800. And last and definitely least, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers at plus 6,000. If the Steelers make it to the playoffs, that's uh, 60 to 1. Is what they're saying, sixty to one. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, that's, def- that, that's definitely not happening. Well, as you can see this week, Buffalo and the Patriots are going to cancel each other out, so one of them is going to go that far, and whoever quite ends up quite getting past this round sooner or later they have to face KC, and KC basically has a bye week this week because they're going to mop the floor <laughs> with Ben Rock, Ben <laughs> and you know, and sit their people in the, by the fourth quarter. So it's, it's definitely going to be KC coming out of this. Casey doesn't have to deal with um, Baltimore. Casey doesn't have to deal with quite having to deal with both the Patriots, and then after that, the um, what's the name, the Bills. So Casey's mm-hmm. gonna have, have the the best route to actually win this. They don't even have to deal with t- Tennessee. Who does Kansas City play after this? Because they're the two seed, right? Yeah, so they're, they're the playing the winner of Vegas and Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh wow! At home, so they're playing at Cincinnati. That's a at huge home. game. That's a That's- huge game. That's going to be a much tougher game than we think. Joe Burrow is that's he's big game Joe right now. Big game Burrow at this point. He can be big game all he want. Casey got a good defense. Um, I mean, the second half of the season they do, yeah. The first half of the season was kind of rough, but the last nine games they got it together. So I got to give them credit. This whole yeah. thing, this whole this whole playoffs is set up for Casey to win the Super Bowl. In my yeah. Opinion. 
Well, talk to them Cowboys fans. Um, yeah, they'll, they'll be gone by next week. Anyway. I'm leaning towards the Tennessee Titans because the fact that they have an extra week to get everyone healthy. A.J. Green looked good. Julio Jones caught his first touchdown pass of the season of week 18. And you give this team a little bit more time to rest up and get healthy and practice and know who they're going to be playing after some of these games are going to be much tougher. And they get to play the winner of New England and Buffalo, who are going to beat the hell out of each other. And they get it at home and they get to play the AFC title game at home if they get that far when next week. I'm taking Tennessee at plus 200, not just because of the odds, but because I think they have the easiest path to get there. Um, they get to play Kansas City at home. And they beat Kansas City down hard the last time they played them. Their defense played up to the task, so I'm leaning towards Tennessee. Uh, Derrick Henry might actually be able to come back in the playoffs, which is – I don't know how that's possible. Um, I, I don't know what kind of surgery he had. I think it was like like he tore, he tore a muscle, correct? Um, I can't remember what the injury was, but they, they, they were always targeting him to come back during, you know, in time for the playoffs, especially if they got that number one seed. That's why they were playing so hard for it. Yeah, that bye week is really going to help him. So the fact that he might actually come back, he'll be rested, which is kind of a scary thought for him. Um, yeah, I got to lead towards Tennessee. I'd like to pick in the city. I'd really like to see Cincinnati going to run because the odds on that of them at six plus 600 to make it to the Super Bowl is insane. And the odds for them to win the Super Bowl right now, if you're a Cincinnati fan, if you're in the Kentucky, Southern Ohio area, you know, go throw 50 bucks on it. Who knows? I definitely bet on them this week, but I got to lean towards Tennessee. They're kind of um, front runners, obviously, as the number one overall seed. So that is it this week. And we are going to hit our shout outs. Um, Anthony, would you like right, to I go first? My, well, I guess I, guess, oh, I guess I already said I thought you gave me a pick. You, you no, I didn't. I, I didn't. Yeah, I, picked how many KC, times this made I picked KC before, but that's fine. I thought you no, picked Kansas City for the. I picked oh, KC. I, I picked KC. Uh, we were, we're talking about it. No, no, no. That's fine. KC. KC is my pick. Okay. I think the, the the big the big the big difference here is, like I said, they're to me they're on a warpath. They're getting Pittsburgh, and then they're going to get an opportunity to write that ship against Cincinnati, um, and get that game at home. Um, and if they are able to win that game, I don't see anybody beating them until the, until the Super Bowl. To me, I, as much as I want to see, you know, in, in memory of, uh, in memory of John Madden, as much as I was, uh, was, I would love to have seen Mahomes versus Brady because they were the cover athletes of Madden, um, of the Madden game this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Mahomes versus Rogers is a great consolation. I will take that. I would take that, you know, 10 times out of 10. So um, that's, that's the matchup I want to see. That's the matchup I'm, I'm looking forward to. Uh, so I'm going KC and Green Bay in the Super Bowl. All right. There you have it. Sorry, Malik. I thought you were already gone. I apologize. No, no um, and you can go ahead with the shout outs if you have any. Well, I'm just going to keep it short because I lost my list of shout outs from before. But I'm just <laughs> going to give a shout out to Brian Flores. You know, he was actually a good coach for the Dolphins, and it was kind of a shame and stu- stupid of um, the Dolphins to actually get rid of him. They said some BS about some relationship crap and about the GM was there longer, around 20 years, whatever, and since they couldn't get along with Flores, whatever. And from what I'm hearing even further is that the owner is basically never there with the team. So he doesn't even know who Brian Flores is. That, yeah. that, that's, and that's kind of horrible and shame. And that's the reason why we only have – two black coaches in the NFL right now because these owners don't even have time to actually get to learn and know who these people are, who's underneath them, who, you know, who the salary they're paying for, especially for these coaches that's coming up and stuff like that. And it's kind of a shame 
because there's, they're missing out on a lot of good coaches, but especially with the Dolphins, they're going to put themselves back in the clown, the clown house by, you know, getting rid of Brian Flores. They're going to bring some puppet in to, you know, to quote, bring that, that, um, that, that organization down to, to I heard they're interviewing Joe judge, judge actually this week. Yeah. Good, good luck on Good luck on that one. Might as well bring Adam Gates back. Cause you know, you know, they, they basically just going to be garbage for the rest of the year and ruin to, to his career anyway. But anyway, shout out to him. Hopefully he gets a good job. I'm actually hoping that, um, what's the name Flores ends up with Chicago or, or quite another good team. Lord, I hope so. I really hope so because he does definitely needs to get a job out of this year or the next year's candidates because he should have never got fired. That was the, the boneheaded move of, of the week of these coaches getting fired. But anyway, shout out to him. And that's my only shout out. So this week. All right. Uh, Malik, would you like to go? Would you like to close? Um, I'll close. Go ahead. You go. All right. Shout out to Meredith First Sight for coming back to Boston. This is not football related at all. I love, love, love that show and the trash heap that it has turned into. Um, I'm here for it. It will fill my non-football weeks thinking about sports or even the NBA basketball or college basketball or college football. Um, it, is, it, is, it is one of the trashiest TV shows, just matching two people up together. We're perfect strangers and going, you know, you can make it work. This is a good idea. This is a terrible idea. And yet somehow people keep signing up for this. It is it is 15th season, 15 years of bad decisions on Married at First Day. Um, wow. Yeah, and Anthony's, how, how is he? Exactly. Exactly. The Bachelor is in its like 23rd season. And as someone who watches too much reaction, even watching one reality TV show, it's probably too much reality TV shows. I'd be learning something. We're doing something much more positive. Glad I don't um, watch those things. Married at first sight. Mwah. I'm here for it. Um, shout out to the Bears for finally firing their head coach and their GM. Um, I like the idea of demoting him to the OC. That would have been hilarious because he could have stuck around. Because I'm not going to lie. I like his play calling, but he just cannot run at all. And I like the fact that they got rid of Ryan Pace, who made three good moves. He traded for Khalil Mack. He drafted Rokon Smith. And he signed Jimmy Graham. That's it. So you're not even kind of about feels. No. Wow. Because you know why? Because he didn't need to trade. He's he's the moron who traded up to get Trubisky. Okay. Yeah. Which set us back. It out. That canceled everything out. You know, <laughs> you can't take two, three steps backwards and then three steps forward and be like, well, I'm doing great, guys. Like, no, you're right back. You started. You worked your way back to a zero. You worked your way back to a zero. So, yeah, you don't get credit for, for not being dumb. Um, you get paid way too much money for that. But, you know, he earned the right to make those bad decisions by being good with uh, the Saints. So it is what it is. They want to take from other teams who think who they think draft well. So maybe they'll find someone else who can actually do it. I would say go hit up uh, Jerry Reese, the guy who built the Giants. You know, he seemed to know what he was doing when he was there. Even bring back Jerry Angelo, who used to work for the Bears. I don't care. Get someone. Don Shula's still alive. Give him a call. Maybe he knows what he's doing. Because these new guys, they do not. I'm tired of hearing about analytics. I'm tired of hearing about hand size for quarterbacks, offensive linemen who have quick feet. Just draft people who <laughs> know we're good. Stop playing games. Get as many second to fourth round picks as you can. And just go out there like the Patriots. And just keep taking chances on guys that fit your system. Or that, that are versatile and can play in any system. Just, just do it. Just just get it together. Because I want to be here next year talking about my Chicago Bears in the playoffs with healthy Khalil Mack and 
please, for the love of God, bring back Robert Quinn. Because I know damn well you will not draft someone who will get 18 and a half sacks next year as a rookie because you traded away our first round pick this season and next season. So stop it. Stop it. Okay? Malik, go ahead. Um, so shout out to, so pop quiz for you guys, um, before I, before I do my shout out, uh, who, what team has the, has the worst winning percentage in the last five years? There's one team. One team. Yeah. What, what team has the worst win loss record in the last five seasons? No, I know who, I know who it's not. It's not the team. Everybody thinks it is. It's not the Texans. Um, it's no, it can't be. The, it's the is it the Lions? It's, I have the Lions. It's not. It is not. It is not the Lions. It's the Jacksonville. I'm going, I'm going with. I'm still going with the Giants. Is it Jacksonville? It is, it, it is the New York Football Giants. Jesus, <laughs> New York right. Football Giants yes. wow. <laughs> have the worst record in That's the right. entire NFL two, two over the past defense. five years. Shout out to John Mara and the Mara organization getting rid of Dave Gettleman and basically pulling a diehard on, on Dave Gettleman and pretty much telling him you can either walk out or you can be carried out. But the choice is yours. You are not <laughs> going to be here come Tuesday, my friend. And he chose to walk out. He chose to retire. And so he's gone. Um, Dave Gettleman made so many bad decisions, so many bad choices over the course of his tenure because he was the chief, he was the GM for four of those five years. So I'm giving him the credit for this one. Okay. As bad as they may have been that year that he came on board, he, 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 he kept the mediocrity going. Made it worse. Um, they they could have had Josh Allen and um, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I, got to pass on that. I don't blame, like, I don't blame Joe judge for any. I think Joe judge was just a sacrificial lamb in the situation. Um, he may have a, he may have a good career later on, but you kind of have to throw out the baby with the bathwater in this situation. You don't, you don't really have much choice here. Um, Getting rid of Gabe, Dave Gettleman was great. Shout out to the Giants for shout out to, for, to the Giants for doing that. Um, shout out, and I want to make sure I get his name correctly. Um, shout out to Rich Bisaccia. That is the interim head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm. Shout out, mm-hmm. shout out to Rich for pulling a John Gruden on John Gruden. He took John Gruden's team the way John Gruden took Tony Dungy's team and went to the Super Bowl. Rich took John Gruden's team and took that team to the playoffs. <laughs> Pulled the John Gruden on John Gruden. I want to see John Gruden's emails when he's talking about Rich Versace right now. I want to see how, what, what, what's he emailing about Can that. I just add, um, there was no way he was worth $10 million as a coach because if he can no. get fired in the middle of this, like four games in and this other guy can come in and lead them to the playoffs and lead them winning to the, the last playoffs. game, mm-hmm. he will overpay. Fan, we didn't need fantastic. you. Fantastic. Fan freaking tastic. I hope that the Raiders give him give him a, a you know a full go at it. Give him a shot to actually run the team long term. Give give him a, give him a two year contract. See what he can do with these guys, you know, long term. I you know I don't think it'll be much, but just the fact that John Gruden has to sit home and watch 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 him get a Tony Dungy pulled on him. I hope that Tony Dungy just calls him and just asks him, "How does that feel? How does, does it feel good? Do you like that? Do you like that? You enjoy this? Please." That that that's that's what that's what I'm hoping for. Um, and final final shout out is to the hopefully new rap duo of Antonio Brown. And yes, <laughs> hopefully there is an album on the way. I will be listening. I will be paying attention. AB does not have anything to do. He seems to not be busy if he's making music. And please, 
if if there is a god please a yay produced track with ab and Le'Veon bell that and and, oh, let, and let's, like, let's call it let's call it killer bees i want a whole album of them just shitting on ben roethlisberger for 13 tracks that's what i want to hear all I want to hear. Just them just <laughs> shit on Ben Roethlisberger. Wow. <laughs> fantastic. That is all I want to hear. Do I know him actually Bell. rap? Does Le'Veon Bell rap? Yeah, Le'Veon yeah, Bell had an album. He had, he had an album when he was with the Jets. Ago. Like, yeah, when he was with the Jets. Did he, he really? Am I tripping? Yeah, he, yeah. yeah. he, he dropped the album as soon as he signed oh, yeah. with the Jets. This, this oh, is wow. not coming out of left field. This oh. is not coming out of left field. I want a okay. Killer Bees album produced by Ye. This is the, they were the Killer Bees when they were in Pittsburgh. They both hated Ben. Ben has just retired. This is perfect time. He hasn't this retired actual, yet. He got a game with Oh, he's done. He's done. He's retired. He's retiring. Sunday. This is the Sunday. perfect opportunity. This is this this is like this is strike while the iron's hot. This mm. is, you know, this, it's 2022. Ben's getting the hell up out of here. We got the Killer Bees album coming out. Bell, Brown, Yay producing. Golden. What more can I say? Oh. And then let's get them on Drink Champs. And get and, him drunk and let him talk about Ben Roethlisberger for, for two and facts. a half hours with, with oh, Nori. That would be that. fantastic, please. Um, also, shout out to all of our female listeners. Keep listening. Um, this is great news for you. Jason Momoa is uh, now single. So uh, shoot your shot, ladies. All right. Yeah. We are out. Peace. Peace. Like Ben Roethlisberger's career. <laughs> <laughs>